<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. I uh, never thought we'd have to do this for Dos Hermanos podcast, but I'd like to admit that I was wrong and apologize. The Harry Potter books are not better than the movies. I now see the light. <laughs> I, I, you just, just follow the chain, aren't you? You're gonna, you're gonna do a fast one, be like, not psych. <laughs> No, I um, I'm on the fifth book. I've been listening. Okay, I've been listening to the books, not reading them. But uh, I, it's not like I, it's not like I have the audiobooks playing while I'm doing something else, like video games. Like I, I put them on when I'm doing something that's not very engaging, like uh, driving or uh, anything else that just doesn't take a lot of brain power, basically. But um, yeah, it's uh. I honestly, this is the best way I can put it. The, every book, it's not, it's they're not awful, but like every book feels super long. Where, it's where the where like it is. I guess it is kind of. It, it, it's up to you. Like if you like this stuff, I guess I'm just. I, I don't know. I like it to a certain extent, but when it's this much, it's a, a lot of it. Really is just seeing the the trio. In their day to day at school, like the, the the first one is not bad because it's busy. It's the whole introduction into the into this whole other universe, and then the second one, the second one has been my favorite so far because there's a mystery, and the whole book is all about the mystery. Like every single little chap, every single chapter is about is just learning more and more into the grand reveal at the end. The um, the third one. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was all right. Um, the time travel part is really cool, though. I do like it. So it has like a really good end. And then the fourth one, I think the fourth one, I think the biggest problem with that one is that they separate the three tasks like way too much. Like each task happens within months of each other. Like the first one is is like, okay, like what is it? The first one's like in September, and then the next one's in December, and then the next one's in February. They're like really stretched out, so you just have a lot of downtime where there's basically not really a plot because the plot is supposed to be the Triwizard Tournament. So it's not it's not until the very end where Moody's revealed to be the 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 the, the, the so I say the mentor, the Death Eater, and then Voldemort comes back, and then now I'm on the I'm on the fifth one. And it kind of feels like the same. It's a lot of just what, just reading about the characters doing, going about their day to day. Yeah, there's a lot of tension, obviously, because Voldemort's back, and that looming sense of dread, like holy shit, like he can just kill us at any time, like shit, really bad stuff is happening. It's still there, which is it makes for really good drama. But like, a lot of it is just. Watching the characters kind of talk and sit around, and I'm not saying that I want it to be like constant action, but like when it's just like them in school, it's just I like small, small bits of that in between the the big plot scenes. But when it's just that's the whole book, it just it feels like it's dragging on a bit. And the movies, each each movie compacts every book where you get you only you only show the movies only show what you need for the plot and none of the filler basically and honestly i feel like i'm more sooner gonna rewatch the movies than read the books because it just they 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 get every they have everything you need (laughs) and it's all just compact into one enjoyable consumption yep I, I find it kind of, I don't know if it's coincidental or not, but I, I did want to ask you, well, I was going to ask you off air, but I mean, what better time to ask than talking about it. Did you listen to uh, the newest episode of uh, the official podcast where they argue about uh, the last movie? What are your thoughts on, on the, the last one, which is, what is it, Deathly Hollows Part 2? Yeah. Um, I have I haven't listened to that episode, I guess, because I I think I listened. Is it the one where Jackson talks about going to London? 
or some. No, 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 no that, that, that's the one before this one. Uh, uh, it, uh, well, it's just in this episode, I guess they get in a heated debate because uh, Andrew was watching the movies for the first time ever. And he's he's never saw he's never seen them, so he's watching them like in a row. And he mm-hmm. said that like yeah, Deathly Hallows Part One is awful because it's boring. Like not much <laughs> happens in it. But he said that he really liked the second one, and that it, it's pretty good to him. And then Charlie just found that so offensive, and they just went in a heated debate about it. <laughs> so uh, do you want to ask like your opinions on Deathly Hallows Part Two, the, the seventh movie? Is it? I don't. Yeah, it's the eighth movie. The but eighth yeah, one. it's it's a part one, part two. I, I I don't remember what episode that was, but I do remember them talking about it and Charlie hating Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, I mean. I really like part two. I, I forgot what his criticisms were, but I mean, I do understand why they did the two the, the splitting up into two parts. Uh, although I don't think I don't think they should have, because the first one is all about just really taking in the atmosphere of like, holy shit, like this is war times, like this this everything started out really magical and whimsical because they were kids at the time, and now they're. Uh, 17 or 18 i don't remember uh so adults and then everything is just gone to shit everything everything is miserable so that contrast is really cool i just don't think you needed a whole movie for that i think you could have easily shown that atmosphere while still showing the characters in the goddamn plot where you they're trying to look for all the horcruxes because by that movie, there's not a whole lot of Horcruxes left. I think Voldemort made seven, and then what was that? up until up up until that point, the diary was gone. Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore got the ring, and then I don't remember. So there was about four or five left. You could easily crank out each one. Like uh, if they compacted Order of the Phoenix, which is like eight hundred fucking pages, they managed to squeeze it into into a. Uh, how long? I don't even know how much. I don't even know how long the movie is. Harry Potter five runtime, two hours eighteen minutes. Yeah, just do another like two and a half hour movie, and you could have easily do do the whole seventh book because the seventh book is is way shorter than than the other one. Hold on, Deathly Hallows page count six hundred and seven pages. That's 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 actually on the lower end. Compared Dude, to, what the fuck? I don't remember yeah. being that low. <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's that's lower than the fifth book, the fourth book. That's the exact same pages as the as the sixth book. Funnily enough, but yeah, it's really not that long. You really did not have to ma- do two parts. So I, I honestly, yeah, it's like uh oh, like I never read the books, but Mockingjay Part One for Hunger Games. Oh my god, it was so boring. And then Part Two was really cool because you actually you actually continue the plot so i would <laughs> say enough charlie was in one of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised honestly i was surprised that he didn't like part two i i really liked it i mean that and the final battle is really really fun i mean just it's like it was almost like having callbacks and references but they fit like Having having all the monsters and enemies from all the past movies all into one fight, and uh, I don't know if you saw this. Fun with Guru. Fun with Guru had a very short, like it was like a movie Easter egg video, mm-hmm. and yeah, he showed a clip from Deathly Hallows Part Two that uh, that there's a there's a chase scene of Harry and I think Raya assume Ron and Hermione. They're running through the castle trying to get to one end to the other. And they keep encountering a monster after monster, and every monster shows up in the order of their appearance. Uh, so, like first you get the trolls, and then the spiders, and then the mentors, and then the, uh, the I forgot what else comes after that. But just every monster comes out in the order they first appeared in. It was really cool. It was really cool. So, like, they, it is like, like, I like it sounds kind of fan servicey, but like. It fits. I think it's really. Pro- I think it all fits <laughs> for a really good fight. I I remember enjoying it. I think, uh, to be honest, I think that's the only one of all of them that I saw in theaters. And I think that's mainly because my like my cousin invited me to go watch it with her. Massive Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. he was. And then uh, the only criticism Charlie says because after the heated debate, 
uh, Charlie says, "Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's a fun movie." <laughs> but he says his his biggest criticism that makes that makes him not like it as much as the others, or as or like it as much as other people, is that they kill off a lot of characters, but they don't like show it. Mm-hmm. That was his whole spiel. Like yeah. uh, one of the twins, one of the Weasley twins dies, but you don't see it. You just see the family mourning over him. You know, his dead body's right there, and shit like that. And I don't know, I, while listening to this, I felt like this is a debate like me and you would most likely have in any other fucking movie. Because mm. Andrew was like under the impression of like, if the movie, if the movie is well written enough to carry the emotion of a character's death without showing it, then that's fine. I, I don't really need to see it. It doesn't need to be explicit for me. If, you know, say he brings up that scene in the movie where Harry is walking walking down and seeing everybody who's fallen. And he sees, you know, the Weasley family crying over, uh, I forgot, Fred, I think, Fred one Weasley. One of them. Yeah, one of them. Who, who dies, uh, they're mourning over death. And like, you can see it through, like, you, you feel it through Harry, like, the burden and sadness of, like, damn, this is all happening. Like, shit is actually going down. People are dying. And Charlie said, that's just lazy writing. <laughs> and then Andrew goes, what the fuck do you mean that's lazy writing? <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, there was someone else who just says shit. Oh, it's fucking pacing issues. <laughs> and like, Charlie tried to like counter him and said, like, okay, what if like, what if you're watching uh, John Wick and like one of the one of the like one of the important characters dies, but you just they just tell you they die and you don't get to see it as off camera. You don't even see you, get, you don't even get to see their body. And I just said, well, that's fine. Because I think the example Charlie used was John Wick and mm-hmm. uh, Hotel Concierge, who the actor recently passed away. Rest in peace, man. Cool guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, Charlie, the difference is Harry Potter has like over 50 fucking main characters. And yeah, they're all like unique and they have their own characteristics. But you can't really expect me to fucking care about every single one of them. You know, and John Wick, there's only three characters that you actually care about. John, the guy, rest in peace, and the fucking dog, if anything. Like, that's all you care <laughs> about in John Wick. You can't use that example here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, know, I just, I just uh, found it fascinating because I, I kind of agree. Like, if the movie does, does a good, good enough job of showing it, or showing the emotion without having to show the death, then that's good. Because there's been times where, like, a death happens on screen. And you're like, oh well. Example that popped in my head was the, the Eternals. Like, yeah. Every time the Eternal died, it happened on screen, and I was like, that didn't do anything for me. I, I really don't <laughs> care about these characters. <laughs> and like, I, I, I understood where Andrew was coming from. I, I sided with him on this argument. It's like, yeah, especially something like Harry Potter, where there's like so many of them. And like, one, you, uh, you can't really expect me to remember everybody's fucking name. Because at one point, uh, Charlie is like, oh, uh, do you remember this guy? And Andrew's like, I didn't even know his fucking name. Let me, let me Google him real quick. Oh, that guy? I didn't care about him. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it's fascinating to, to see how examples of both could honestly just fall on their face. And I was picturing like where you took it. Because something that I make Marco fun of all the time is that you know, the, the gore aspect, you know, seeing gore and shit like that. And, like, I like I just wanted to ask you in general, like, do you really need to see the death on camera, on screen, for you to, like, care or, like, have any emotion? Or, you know, is it, like, as long as they, like, do it justice, you know, I don't really need to see it. Uh, I honestly, I'm, I I feel like I do need to see it on screen. I'm not saying that I need to see, like, if we're talking just like a gory death, it, you don't, I, I don't need the gory death to be shown in f- like full force in your face. Because like, I, I never mind in like, in movies where, let's say a character gets their head chopped off or some monster jumps on them and starts eating them. Like, a lot of movies do the, especially, like, PG-13 ones, they'll just, like, the camera would just, like, conveniently, like, just show a different angle so you just see the monster jump and then they pound, they tackle them off screen and then you hear all the crunchy noises and stuff. Or, like, in Infinity, in Endgame, where uh, 
Thor chops off uh, Thanos' head, but you see it like so close that you barely you catch like a tiny little frame of the head coming off. Like honestly, you uh, for gore for gory deaths that honestly don't really matter that much. I don't I don't need to see it, but if it if it's like an emotional death, like yeah, honestly, I feel like I I feel like it's just a lot more effective when I actually see it on screen. Like I'm not like that doesn't mean that I need to like like for Harry Potter I don't need to see every character getting blasted all the fucking time, but like I don't know I kind of want to see I think it feels better to actually see like at least the moments like let's say like an example would be like a scene like and if that let's say one of the characters like is dies in the dies next to someone and you don't you don't see them get hit and it's all dramatic but like you see the nearest person's reaction and getting all sad like. Yeah, like, honestly, like, I do understand why they kind of, a lot of the deaths just happened off screen, but I don't know, I just, I don't think it's as effective. Like, Dobby's death in, in, that, in Deathly Hallows was really sad, because you actually see it, not a, you don't see him fucking get, you don't see the knife go in and blood comes out, like, you just see him with the blood stain and then Harry's fucking crying, like, that was pretty effective. But then when you just see like the bodies lying on the floor with the blankets covering them, it's like, oh, shit. Like that that sucks, but it's not it's not as nearly as effective as Dobby's death, at least for me. Uh, I guess I don't, I kind of don't see it just because like okay for this IP specifically, too many fucking characters. Obviously, the ones you care about the most are the ones that are gonna hit you the hardest. I yeah. I do not give a fuck about Fred. So I was still like, ah, oh, that, that kind of sucks. Because I can see Harry isn't in stress. Harry is like, you know, fuck. Uh, a close friend of mine is dead now because of this war. Yeah. And, like, especially that scene where, like, I, I felt like it was good enough to see, like, the bodies and the blanks and stuff like that. Because it's a massive-ass fucking war. I don't expect them to, like, do a close-up shot of every single one of them when they die or fall. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. it, it'll be too fucking much. You know how horrible that fucking editing will be? Just, oh, smash, 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 this person dying. Oh, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, the war movies where, like, it cuts, it does a close-up to every fucking soldier that like, gets blasted in the head or in the chest. You know how horrible that would fucking be on the eyes? <laughs> yeah. It, it'll be so jarring. So there's something as massive as a war, I, like, if we saw, like, a good amount of action... And, like, afterwards, they're like, oh, these are the fallen soldiers. And, like, the camera, like, shows all of them. And there's characters in there that you care about. I think that's just effective enough as it is. I, I really don't need to see the bully going through the skull of my favorite character. I rather not, too, to be honest. I, I rather not see that. <laughs> Especially, like, if it's... Ah, oh, shit, I can't talk about that. You haven't seen it. Never mind. Shit. <laughs> I was going to I was like, major spoilers. I don't know for a movie, but for, uh, for Better Call Saul, the final season. I was about to go into major spoilers. Major spoilers there. I think. No, you know, I, I don't even want to. I don't guess. I don't want to guess. <laughs> but yeah, like I guess when I saw that scene happen, I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, because it was it was close up, but it fit the mood, it fit the tone of the scene, and like that's that's always been. Uh, Something for me for a death or for anything to be warranted that's like gory or death or anything or a killing, such like that, is uh, the tone. We, I talked about, uh, what is that shitty fucking movie called? Blood and Honey, the fucking Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Where <laughs> I was like, you go in expecting it to be a horror slasher, right? That's how they sell it. But for them to be not, like, at least a little bit explicit kind of, like, kills it, you know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't mind gore in that sense. Like, I, I went into the movie expecting gore, because it's a fucking slasher horror movie of a fucking goofy-ass IP to begin with. Let me have some fun. Don't make it fucking boring. Yeah. Like, if I went into to watch fucking Call Me By Your Name, and there was, like, a gory death in that movie, I'd be like, what the, where the fuck did this come from? Was oh, this really fucking necessary? It's just the tone. It's just you know the the mood that a scene has to be. Because I know the joke is, or uh, the the joke between us two is that you really like explicit, while I like things being implied more than having to be explicit. Yeah. 
if it fits, it fits. It works. Fucking, you know, the the Friday the 13th movie. Notorious for being gory. And that's what I like about them. Because it's what you expect. You expect to see fucking Jason with his bare hands just crush a man's skull like a fucking blueberry. It's fun. <laughs> like, in that, in that setting, it's fun. It works. But, yeah. yeah it's, it's, if it's a fucking comedy, <laughs> to see fucking Jim Carrey slashing the, the throat of many people, you'd be like, oh, where the fuck did this come from? Why is this here? <laughs> there, yeah. You see Jim Carrey slashing all these fucking throats right now. <laughs> I thought I was watching Yes Man. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like explicit in the sense that I like to see it happen, but I mean, I, I don't need every. I, I, I'll be honest, like, a gory death is not really going to be emotional because it's just. So it's going to. I feel like a gory death, when you just have someone, someone's. Someone's head cut off or guts spilling, blood spewing everywhere. Like, that's so overwhelming that there's not really any room for emotional impact, at least for me. Because, like, when I talk about gory deaths, like, I just think of, like, ones that are mostly either for shock or for humor. Like, in the boys, like, in the boys, when you see fucking people exploding and heads exploding and blood and guts flying everywhere... It's never like it happens and then it was like an important character and it's like, oh no, and then you feel all sad and heartbroken. It's more of like, it's more to shock you. Like, holy shit, like that just happened. That was crazy. Like, I don't think, honestly, I never never feel like any, if you're trying to go for an emotional death, I I never think gory is the way to go, to be honest. At least not over the top where you have guts or you have their guts hanging out or like a head cut off because then it's just like oh, okay this is like this is just i don't know obviously unless unless it's something like uh like an actual war movie like fucking saving private ryan obviously that's gonna be fucking depressing but that 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 serves its purpose. If we're talking something like an action movie or a show or something sci-fi, like yeah, it's not. I'm not really gonna be crying when when my favorite character's head exploded and his brain splattered the wall. Like it, there's just too much shock. <laughs> but it's really it's. No, I, I agree with you there. If anything, I'd be upset if like that's how my favorite character dies, like in a yeah. fucking gory, over the top way. Be like, uh-huh. you couldn't give him a good like send off. You have to do this. Yeah, <laughs> like because <laughs> it, it, it then makes it go that like ah, uh, they didn't really matter. It's like, well, matter to me. It's <laughs> for me, and all you did is make a boulder fucking fall on them like it was a guy yeah. in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good way of putting. It. Yeah, it's it's too cartoony. Cause I feel like to a certain extent, you can you can be great. Gra- I feel like you can still be graphic. Like in Endgame, when Iron Man snaps and kills himself, like it's still pretty graphic. His entire half of his body is smoldering. Like it's completely burning, crispy and raw. Like it's sad, but it's still like. Like it's it's fucked up, but like you, there's still it's not bad enough to the point of like, oh okay, this is gross. Like no, it's still pretty sad. Or like I'm trying to think of other ones where they do like pretty graphic, but it's still oh, emotional. The first time comes to my head, although it's not like gory, but it is like one of the first times, at least in a Marvel movie, where it's kind of graphic is Loki's death in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, Ooh, yeah. you actually, like, see his eyes get, like, not fully f- filled with blood, but, like, it's blue because, you know, elves mm-hmm. have, like, blue blood. But you still see his eyes and face turn, like, blue, and then you hear the bones in his neck, like, touching yeah. and shit. That was, that was graphic, but yet effective because that's, that's a character that's beloved by many people. I remember watching that movie, with, uh, I watched that movie in the theaters with uh, a homie of ours. And he goes, damn, they really just killed one of my favorite characters like that, huh? Because <laughs> like, yeah, it's a fucking effective. You just see you just see Loki fighting for his life, trying to hit you know, Thanos' fucking uh, forearm, but obviously he does nothing. You just see his whole face and eyes go blue and just snap like his neck. He just drops his lifeless body on the ground like he's a fucking washcloth comrade <laughs> to throw down the side. Yeah, that's another, that's another good one. Yeah. 
like it's pretty graphic, but like it's it's pretty graphic, but you're not it's it's not over the top. I think over the top and cartoony are the best ways to put it. I feel right. like ironically enough, you still gotta even for graphic deaths like that, even if it's sci fi, like it's just still so it should still be grounded somewhat. No, I hundred percent agree on that point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like an example of it being over the top and gory, but it's fucking people that we give we get, we, we could even care less about these guys. Fucking multiverse of madness when the Illuminati gets killed. Oh like, yeah, that's an example of like it being cartoony and over the top because it's fucking it's people that we don't care about. Like yeah, about <laughs> yeah, like and that one, like that one, that one, that one is that was a good. That's a scene that the gore like I feel like it was appropriate because that whole scene was just to show it was because the gore was for shock it was to show you like oh shit the scarlet witch is really fucking evil like she's a force to be reckoned with it's not like it's not like the movie it's not like the movie tried to play it up like oh this is so sad like no this is like we quickly move on from it because they were just fodder they were just pawns, basically. They weren't supposed to. You weren't supposed to care about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I really cared about fucking Captain Marvel. I mean, what was it? Just cut fucking... by, right? Like literally what I said earlier, like dropping a boulder on someone. Like that's all that happened. Yeah. <laughs> a whole fucking stone pillar just crushed her. <laughs> yeah, and like it's still pretty. It, like the shock is still. I mean, other than fucking Black Bolt getting his brains fucking turned to mush that one was just, you know uh, the, like all of it just went to that one death because the others yeah. aren't like, graphic as his <laughs> but... the, 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 the one the one that i still think of that is not it's not like crazy but i think it was still pretty effective because it was like an oh shit moment was when scarlet witch throws captain uh what is her name captain britain or something hey Peggy as Captain America, the, she throws her shield back and cuts her in half, mm. and all you see is her. All you see is her shocked face. Like that was pretty effective. Of not not sad, but like oh shit, that was fucked up. Because <laughs> like because that 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 was still like that wasn't too over the top, where it was still like oh fuck, like I like I felt bad. But then Black Bolt and Stretchy Man, like all right, you got your head turned to mush and he turned to string cheese. That's that's just funny. <laughs> that's just funny at that point. <laughs> um, I rented it, watched it. It's right after I saw the movie. Like I immediately started watching other people's reviews on them because I avoided them. Because uh, the only criticism I knew about was uh, the soundtrack and. Uh, a certain character's voice acting, which I agree with that one a lot. I did not like the character's voice acting. Wait, which character? Oh. Cranky Kong? Yeah. Fucking from the DK series. I don't know what he's supposed to sound like. <laughs> no, it's just the thing is, like, 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 those characters from, like, the Donkey Kong games, they don't really have voices because they, you know, they're fucking gorillas, you know, apes. They don't speak <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. So... Uh, but I, I was like, like earlier today, I was listening to uh, Sardonicast, and like the fir- like the first thirty minutes of one of the episodes was just them talking about the Super Mario Bros. movie. God damn, they did they, they just sound like all three of them fucking hate that movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like uh, one of their points, which I didn't understand why they were so fixated on it. Was they said, oh, it's fucking annoying. Adam goes as far as calling them fucking morons. When people like use the excuse of, well, it's a kids' movie. It's supposed to be just dumb fun. And I'm like, normally I would agree. Just because the kids' movie doesn't give an excuse to be bad. But, and me and Margo talked about this last night. What else did you want from a Mario movie? Leave, leave it alone that it's a kids movie. We all know it's going to be mostly adults and people, me and Marcus H, that's going to go fucking watch it anyways because we grew up on the IP. But like, what's wrong with a Mario movie being dumb fun? Yeah. You know, it's like, I wasn't going in and expecting to watch fucking Casablanca or anything. I went in to watch a Mario movie. You know, I, I told I this told to Marco as well. I, I did try to go in, you know, being like, all right, I have to chill. Don't get too excited. Be critical. Have a critic's mind. Mm-hmm. Within the first five minutes, that shit went out the window. And I just became a fanboy. I was like, oh, shit, look at this. Look at that. Oh, I get that. 
it's like <laughs> it is fan servicing and, and like there's a lot of references and easter eggs but what i like about this movie is that it's never in your face like if you notice it in the background hey that's a, a reward for you for looking out for easter eggs and references i think there's a part where uh there's a restaurant that's themed after duck hunt and like the 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 name of the the logo of the restaurant is like the, the green duck from the game it's not like they go to that restaurant and eat at it. No, it's just like a building you see in the background. And I'm like, you know, that's cool attention to detail. I appreciate that. That looks, that looks nice. Uh, the animation. If if you would have told me, like, if I didn't know this already, and you would have told me Illumination animation made this movie, I wouldn't believe it because mm-hmm. it's it's the minion people. It's not good. <laughs> it's like visually or story wise, those, those movies are god awful in my opinion. The only good one is Despicable Me 1. There's some enjoyment out of that one. Everything else is... Eh. Yeah. It looks really good. I love the visuals. I love uh, the voice acting. And to be honest, this is one of those times where I really can't... like. I see where others are coming from, and yet I like I don't see that myself. Is it It's fucking... Like, Homeland is sent, just... Like Homelander said, just perfect down to the minute details. It was just, <laughs> I, I really loved it. I'm, I'm not even going to read or anything. It was perfect to me, and that's all I care about. I really, really loved the movie. Uh, but yeah, what the fuck were they thinking? Putting in songs like Thunderstruck, Take On Me, and shit like that. Why? Yeah, like these amazing soundtracks from all the games. Nah, just put in a fucking generic 80, 90 song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just stick it in here. Like, the one, that, the one that pisses me off is the one where it was Take On Me. Because, uh, I guess, minor spoilers. They go to the jung- Jungle Kingdom at one point, And I guess the carts you see in, like, the Mario Kart games are, like, heavenly used in this kingdom. So a, a, a gorilla shows up to the door, like, the front gates. And tells them, hey, get on. And all of them get on, like, his cart. And, like, he's driving around the kingdom. And it's literally... It looks like the whole kingdom is, like, a a Mario Kart track. Mm -hmm. And it's, like... You know how many good fucking songs are, like, in the Mario Kart games? You really couldn't choose one for this scene? You had to put a take on me? Like, why? (laughs) You know how awesome it would have been to, like... Even even on the even in the scene, like everybody knows this from the trailer, the scene where they're on Rainbow Road, they use yeah. the Rainbow Road soundtrack from the game. They use it from the actual Mario Kart game. Like, why can you have done that here? But yeah, <laughs> the original score is really good. Yeah, it's just like remixes or like new interpretations of the classics. But like, do you really need any more than that? <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, Another big complaint others had was how it kept being like, oh, remember this, remember that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't see it at first, but it, it is kind of in your face. Like the fucking the viral Peaches song from fucking Bowser. Are these things in this movie? Like before, before that happens, he's playing on the piano and he's playing the underground theme from the games when you, know, when you go underground. Yeah, but it's not like he's like, oh, remember this song? Remember, like, <laughs> he's he just like casually like fucking around on the piano, and yeah. he's just like playing on the piano, and that's what he's playing. And then, like, that's when he breaks into the Peaches song, and it's like that's fine. It just when it's in your face, I, it, like a good a good example is like fucking Rick and Morty. They do this all the time. Oh, it's like this one movie. Oh, it's like this one TV show. Oh, it's like, God, yeah, that's I fucking, I fucking hate, hate that, that, yeah. But this movie doesn't do that at all. Like I said, if you have like if you have a keen ear or eye for it, because you're a fan, then that's like your reward for like paying attention, I guess. Yeah. Like like my homie Flood from Super Mario Sunshine even made like an appearance. He, like they, they they're walking through the Mushroom Kingdom and there's like an act, act, antique shop. Mm-hmm. And in the back of the shop you see the flood from Super Mario Sunshine. I'm like, hey, I, they, they, they put them in. I don't think they work because that's considered the worst 3D Mario game. It's my favorite, but it's considered the worst. <laughs> and it's like, hey, they, they put in my homie Flood. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, in, it, this is going to be the first time I admit it. 
I'm admitting it on air. That there was like a moment where like I kind of teared up because it was like for me at least it was like the scene from Ratatouille where the food critic takes a bite of the food and gets transferred back to his childhood. Mm-hmm. It, like that was like that for me because it's one of those moments where like even though you don't want to think about it or you don't want to go there, your mind goes there automatically. And I'm just thinking about like, ah right, man. Yeah, some people who are in my life who are no longer here, they would have loved this movie. Like they would have loved it from front, front to back. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, like, one of them, like my uncle, uh, he got me into these games. He, he well, okay. So, like, my mom bought me, like, the OG Game Boy Advance, the silver one, the foldable one. And the first game that was on it was Super Mario World. And then it was my uncle who who showed me and introduced me to Super Mario Galaxy, which, in my opinion, is the best one of the franchise. And it's like, like it's hard not to think about those like four memories while watching a movie like this. And like the same could be said about any franchise. It, it's just this one it was effective. Hey, I I don't care if down the line this movie is more gets considered more and more a bad one. I'll gladly call it guilty pleasure of mine if I have to at one point. I just I just loved it. It's a very rare time where I'm like just gushing over the movie so I can ask anybody and I'm usually critical or over analytical as some people say or others just bitch about everything but it's like it's very rare for me to like feel like a kid and just enjoy it. Yeah. Without like having to think about oh this and that and like like I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like obviously I'm just going surface level because I haven't seen it, but I feel like a movie like that, it's it's a it's a franchise or whatever you want to call it. Like it's a franchise that has what is it now, like forty years of of games and like yeah, the 40, 40, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like forty years of I'll call it lore, like lore, like there's a million items and places and enemies and characters like that you can take from all the history, all 40 years of the games that like, here's the, here, I hope this like makes sense, but like, it's like, it's with that much in your archive, like you can have an item that was already seen in a game for almost like everything that you need in the movie. like. Let's say the characters need to go, like, wherever the characters need to go, like, I, they need to go to fucking ice place, jungle place, in space. Like, you can get a location, you can just rip one out from one of the games, like, so easily. So instead of just going to some original, generic jungle place, like, hey, no, just have them go to where Donkey Kong lives. Or, oh, hey, the char- this character needs to, like, this kind of character is needed for this scene. Oh, in this 1997 Mario game, there's a character that matches that exact description. Let's bring him back. Like, you can have something from the games for basically any scene in that movie. At least for that's like that's kind of the idea I get when you're making a movie with such a deep amount of like, lore. Like, it's almost where it's kind of to the point of like, is there really any point in? calling any of it fan service like again unless it's in your face like like rick and morty example god that shit is so aggravating <laughs> like, yeah like that that's in your face where fucking rick and morty will be talking about something it's like oh it's just like it's just like spider-man or it's just like avengers it's like, <laughs> it's like oh my god shut the fuck up like like there's no subtlety in it but yeah if you just like have things in the background or have characters there like it's all part of the world there's you you can't really you can't just cut it out like it like if they did let's say they did go somewhere like uh they go to they go to whatever they go to a jungle place that's only that's the easiest one i could think of They, they go to a jungle place and it's just a jungle it's just a generic ass jungle where there's nothing of interest like that's just where the plot needs them to be You'd have a million people being like, "Why? Oh, they just went to some random jungle. Why didn't they just go to where DK lives or something?" Like, 
it, it all kind of fits, I feel like. Which is, so I feel like calling it fan service seems kind of weird. That's the first time I heard, I heard of someone saying that. I've, that's honestly one of the old, I think like the only critiques I've ever seen for that movie online is just the soundtrack, just wasted potential. You you have years of amazing music and you did, you barely used any of it. Like You could easily just name off a bunch of awesome tracks from, not just the Mario games, but fucking the Donkey Kong games, like. Yeah, as many of you heard like the music from the first level of Donkey Kong Country, like that's my favorite <laughs> soundtrack. That could be easily worked in any of the scenes around in the Jungle Kingdom. Oh, yeah, nah. I mean they did bring back the fucking. I, well, I don't know if this is spoiler, but they brought back like the the DK rap song <laughs> from from Donkey Kong sixty four. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard of that. <laughs> like, Isn't that the scene funny. where they're about to fight and let's take his intro music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you just see Donkey Kong charging uh, when the door opens. You just see him charging towards Mario. And like, he just jumps in the air and starts like, doing the, the, the same dance he does in that DK rap. <laughs> 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 and then, like, Donkey Kong is like, alright, enough. Enough. <laughs> just shut it off. <laughs> but, uh, I, I saw another one where, and I agree with this, uh, just really no reason there was no reason to separate mario and luigi like they did my boy luigi so wrong in this movie or i loved him like i loved the character charlie day uh voices him did a great job as luigi but for most of the movie he just and like in a in a cage like that's it <laughs> like yeah uh, really yeah sadly like in this movie and I'm not trying to be like, oh, you fucking woke liberal sissy. That's like, I feel like they didn't want to do the, you know, the normal Mario where it's Mario saving the princess. So I feel like they switched Peach, Peach and Luigi's roles, making Luigi the one that they have to save. Which, I mean, there has been times where uh, Mario had to save Luigi in the games. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fine. But at least have Luigi do more. Like, and I remember you commenting on this, I think on Twitter, the scene with Luigi and the Dry Bones. Yeah. Like, the trailer doesn't do it justice. That scene was so fucking good. It was well, like, it was really well done. And, like, that's where Luigi does the most action, where he's like, he beats the shit out of a Dry Bones. Yeah, by accident, but he still destroys it. Yeah. But then you see, like, you see the Dry Bones, like, reanimate itself, and it's so well done. But the moment he gets captured, yeah, he doesn't do anything. There's a scene where like Bowser's trying to get information out of him, and that's it. He gets he, he gets thrown in a cage, and that's where he is for the rest of the movie. And it's like, come on, could have done something more. Yeah. I guess they do. It's a it's a major spoiler, so I'm not gonna go into detail about it. But like they did redeem him at the end, and that's all I can really say about that. But yeah, he just. Trapped in a fucking jail cell. The whole, well, not the whole movie, but I guess like two thirds of it. I'd say that's, I'd say that's, uh, what about the amount of time he spent? Going back into what you're talking about, like choosing the locations, because there's a scene where they're like, they're walking through, because they're on their way to the jungle kingdom and they're walking through like these landscapes. And at first, I'm like, wait, are these like just generic as landscapes? But then, like, I look closely, and I'm like, oh, no, no, these are, like, literal levels from the games just ripped out and fully fleshed out in these scenes. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, there's a moment where I think they're going through Concord Canyon from Super Mario 3D World, mm-hmm. and in the back, you see, a, a, like, a, a lake going, like, going down a stream. Mm-hmm. And you just, this, this is a straight-up reference to, I think, Super Smash Bros. Melee or Brawl. I, I think this is a straight-up reference to one of those two games, where you just see a horde of different color Yoshis run by in the background, and like one of them stops to get a drink of water from the lake, and it continues with the rest of the the whole. Oh I'm yeah! Like, Holy shit, that's fucking awesome. I, I feel uh, that's in one of the Smash Bros. games, like a cutscene. I'm pretty sure that's either brought. No, I want to say that's the newest one because isn't Yoshi's. Okay. Yeah, his final smash is that he throws your ass to the canyon, and then you get a stampede of Yoshi's that <laughs> fucking lion king your ass. Well, no, what I was thinking of, like, like 
there, there's an actual cutscene in the Smash Bros. game, like the one of the ones that has like a story mode. That's what I'm thinking, oh. or, or or brawl. Or, oh, that is uh, brawl. Or like yeah, uh, one of the series. Or like this is this is Stampede Yoshi's, and like in the intro, I mean, like when you know you get oh. that cutscene at the beginning of the game when you boot it up. Yeah. And you hear like, oh. the music. And and one of the, I think it's Mailer or Brawl where you just see a, like a stampede of Yoshi's running down like uh, a grassy plain. That, that, that's pretty much what they do here. But yeah, I forget that like in Smash Ultimate, that's Yoshi's Ultimate where he throws you to the cannon and the stampede of them. That's pretty yeah. much what this, that's pretty much what this was. You just see a stampede of Yoshi's running in the background, all different colors, which was awesome. And one of them like takes a drink of water and then joins the horde. I'm like, alright, I. Kind of glad. I'm kind of glad they didn't put Yoshi in like main focus, but they at least in, in, like included him. All right, all right. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. attention to detail. I like that. And I don't know for for those who are fans, I almost don't want to say like go in and not expect like a good movie because another criticism I've heard. That I kind of agree is that, like, oh, the story in this movie isn't even good. It's fucking lame. And it's <laughs> like, I just, I just ask, when was the last time you played a Mario game for the story? <laughs> when the fuck did you ever do that? <laughs> like, the only game I could think of that has a good story is Galaxy, but it's not even the main story. It's when you go into the library once in a while as you progress through the game and you learn more and more about, like, the history of the, the Lumas and Rosalina herself. They're like, that's a good story, but other than that, like, oh, yeah, when I was playing Super Mario World, I fucking shed a tear when I, when I saw Mario defeat Bowser. <laughs> like, no, none of the games fucking have yeah. a good story, or story at all. Most of it is, is like, ah, Bowser captured the princess of this game, and we gotta go rescue them. And it's like, yeah, it sounds lame. But then you see all the creative-ass levels along the way, you're like, holy shit, it's fun as hell. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is a good-ass level. On to the next. <laughs> And, and that's all you really need. Like Marco said, it's just dumb fun. And I don't know. If anybody's listening and has seen the movie and didn't like it, doesn't agree, you could roast my ass for it next time I criticize one of your favorite movies. But Marco, the next time I give you shit for like you Spider the Amazing Spider Man 2, just throw, ah, but you like these movies? Ah, you're right. I'll shut up. I mean, is anyone really, <laughs> is anyone really slamming Mario that hard? Like the movie? The. Well, like I said, fucking Adam, Alex, and Ralph. Holy shit, did they slam on it really hard? Like, yeah, I but it's the first thirty minutes. I rec- like I recommend you. I recommend you like listen to it, Marco, because holy shit, it made me think. Like, damn, they they sound like they want to murder this movie. Like, they just sound so hateful towards it. Wait, actually, yeah. Hold on, it was it just? Do you remember the episode number? Actually, it, it, oh, I found one, it. Yeah, it's one of the newer ones. It doesn't okay. take you long to throw. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Literally, it's literally okay. the first thirty minutes, and that's it. <laughs> okay, and I'm actually, I'm actually they, just, this. they just slammed the fuck out of that movie. And like I said, they're so fixed. It, like Adam is so fixated, and he calls them morons. There are these fucking morons who say, "Oh, it's just a kids' movie." You know, it's, you know what, what does it matter? And it's like it doesn't. He's like, it doesn't mean it has to be bad. And it's like, oh yeah, but it's a Mario movie. <laughs> Yeah, normally expecting another Lego movie. That's yeah. a masterpiece. The Lego movie is a masterpiece, but like the whole point was to show a message. It's yeah. a fucking Mario movie, dog. Like, yeah, you want him to do like fucking talk about political issues too? Like, no, it's just a fucking Mario movie. You know, yeah, weird it would be if like there was a group of toads. <laughs> they're like, "Toad life matters." <laughs> like, that'd be so fucking weird. No, I just want. Yeah. F- I don't want to fucking commentary on political issues. Again, the Lego movie does really well. We didn't notice it at first, but that was that movie's agenda. This yeah. movie's agenda is like, ah, let's give the fans a really fun movie, and they delivered, and that's all I needed. That's all I wanted. Yeah, like, norm- normally I'm I'm in that same boat. Like, uh, like, oh, just because it's a kids' movie doesn't mean it needs to be shit. Like, a hundred percent. But it's not that. Oh, it's a kids' movie. It's like you said. Oh, it's a Mario movie. None of the games have a deep story. It's always the same thing. Peach gets kidnapped. Mario goes saves her. That's that's all you need. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. Like all I want to see is just fun characters 
going through really cool settings and some funny action. Like, that's all you fucking need. Not because it's a kids movie, but because it's a fucking Mario <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's, uh, I was, the, a good way co- of doing comparison is compare Chris Stuckman's review of the movie and co- mm. compare the first 30 minutes of this Sardonicast episode. You're like, holy shit, it's very clear like who got it and who didn't. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chris Stuckman loved it. He even said it himself. That's where I'm getting the quote from, from him. He said it himself. He's like, I understand that a lot of people saying, like, he says, I know this isn't, like, a great movie. I know the story isn't great, but, again, I don't remember the last time I played a Mario game for the story. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted from this movie, and that's all I could really ask for. Uh, so he, he loved it. And, uh, yeah, these three fucking hated it. <laughs> but I just feel like there's some biasism, because, like, Alex and Ralph really don't like Elimination Animation. Yeah. I do feel there is some bias in there, but holy shit, Adam, genius! <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as calling other like other people fucking morons for their view on this movie. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna take up that much time talking about it, but <laughs> yeah, we literally have seven and a half minutes. Harry Potter <laughs> took up the first half, not Mario. <laughs> take up the second. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, how's your summer going so far? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh, fuck, dude, I just really, I really want a car. I'm, I'm house sitting here in Buckeye, but like, fuck, I mean, it was honestly, for the most part, it's just monotonous up until like, it, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I obviously I'm not, I'm not exactly fucking having a blast here, but like, cause I mean, I'm, I'm alone. So it's not like I'm fucking partying, but it, it, it's honestly like it's a little it's a little crummy being lonely, but like it it is just kind of a nice just break because I mean graduated college, so for the first time I actually feel like hey, you know what I deserve a little break, I deserve a little a little taste of a summer vacation. So I'm just you know like obviously I'm not just sitting around. I'm just just taking care of the dog, taking care of the house. Going to the gym and then doing working on hobbies, so it's pretty nice. But like, I ha- uh, thankfully, I have a I, I'm borrowing the car a car here. Fuck, <laughs> oh, the last couple of weeks I had no car and it's so miserable. It's so demoralizing. Like it makes me feel like a makes me feel like a bum. But yeah, say, so imagine that and then having to take the fucking city bus everywhere. <laughs> uh, I used to take I used to take the bus. I hated it. I mean, okay. I didn't hate it because, like, the bus was nasty or anything. The only thing I hated about taking the bus is that it would make what would normally be a 20-minute ride into one hour. And I hated that. I hated it so much. Like, to get to school, it would only take me, like, a 20-minute drive. But when I had to ride the bus, it took, like, an hour. And sometimes you had to wait for the time that the bus got here. So an hour waiting, an hour riding. It was awful. I, that was the, that's the only reason I hated the bus. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I agree. It's like, I, I only said that because like, for like the first year of the pandemic, we, we didn't have it or I didn't have a car, so I had to fucking take the bus almost everywhere, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was fucking miserable. I, I hated uh, it. Okay, the only times I really hated it because, like, I live, I live like thirty minutes outside of the city, so it, for me it was a drive. It's a drive, anyways, to go into like where you live, Marco. Essentially, it, for me, it's like a twenty-minute drive, thirty-minute drive. If traffic is heavy, and like on the bu- on like on the city bus, it made it to like a thirty, forty-minute drive. So I didn't really mind, but it, it's the, it was when I get to my destination. Walking everywhere, essentially, and oh boy, the fucking summers we have here. Do you think I want to be doing that shit in the fucking? Yeah. No, bro, bro. You know, I, I, I had to at the time, and it's like, shit, it fucking sucks. <laughs> Walking in the goddamn heat, spending a goddamn desert like this one makes you want to blow your fucking brains out. Happens. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking nasty. But honestly, my only, obviously, other than a car, because I don't start. I'm, I'm starting college again this 
football. But honestly, my only concern is just I really want to be able to. I'm I just really hoping I can go down to visit whenever I can. But yeah, I already got my schedule. I already got my schedule soon so for for next week. So I'm I'm already I already I already see an, see a little opening in there for me to be able to come down. Uh, so, so you're pretty much uh, you officially moved over there, right? Essentially. Mm, technically, but like there there are some complications. So there's like a very slim chance that I have to I might have to come go back for a little bit. But I still need to go back either way because I need to fucking I need to go get um I need to go get I need to go grab my shit because I wasn't intending to this wasn't supposed to be me moving this was just supposed to be me house sitting but <laughs> it, it might it might turn into that so I, I still gotta go back it's not bad but like fuck like this like the dog their dog that they have her name is Peanut and like it, they uh like the dog would just randomly perk up and like look around like look at a specific spot. And it creeps the shit. It creeps me out so much. She would just like st- like stare at a spot on the wall. Or, like I'll be I'll be sitting in the bedroom, and the bed is like directly in front of the of the door. And sometimes I just keep it open just for whatever. And she'll just like randomly like perk up and then like stare out into the hallway. And I and like I I keep half expecting to lower my phone and there's a ghost or something or like a creepy <laughs> ass face. Cause like I hate I hate when she does that because it scares the hell out of me. Because like I always I watch a lot I, I watch too much horror video TikToks and videos where they always say like oh dogs and cats like they they can sense ghosts and they can see things that humans can't and it's like god damn it, I keep getting these ideas in my head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you grow up like me and Marco watching horror videos on YouTube. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <Shit> like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I honestly, you ever try to think back on like the the roots of why you grew to like something so much like just like why just why you like a specific movie or why you like a specific anything honestly because I, I try to think about that for horror stuff like i i really don't I, know I, I fucking wonder why my favorite porn caddy is, is stepsis when i don't even have siblings to begin with that's a joke that, that, that's a joke <laughs> once again context that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I was gonna say like, you know, drinking and smoking, but it's like, well, it just happens when you grow up. Because obviously, fucking when we're in school, in elementary, oh boy, the fucking dare campaigns and like, oh, I don't smoke oh, cigarettes. Yeah. It's the worst for you. But yeah, which I, I still do agree with it. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm never gonna smoke cigs unless if I'm offered one, I'll take it. But like. Never go out of my way to buy it, but like, yeah, it's like, hello, oh shit, hold on, everybody, let me let me take some Ricky real quick, cause I don't know what the fuck just happened. I gotta take a piss, bro. I gotta take a piss. Oh, <laughs> he heard me say I gotta take a piss. Hold on. My fucking uh, Wi-Fi just gave out for a couple for a minute or two. <clears throat> but uh, in the meantime, well, Marcus said he's gonna cut this up. But if he doesn't, hello. Uh, hey, if you're still here, production of Enrique's Corner has started. I began recording it. I I, I did say it was gonna come out in June, and say what day <laughs> for this reason. Uh, I technically still have a week to keep my promise on that. I have no, yeah, I have exactly a week. <laughs> But uh, yeah, really, really excited. Uh, I I do plan on trying to make it more uh, ongoing. What I mean by that is like, it's not gonna be like a weekly thing. That's for damn sure. But it's not gonna be like I'm trying not to make it like it was, where literally episode zero was like back in September, I think, and we're at the end of June, about like July, so. I, Closing out in ten months now. <laughs> uh, I promise you, it won't be like that again. Not gonna promise it's gonna be weekly because it definitely isn't. I'll tr- I will try to aim for bi-weekly, or you know, the best I could offer is like once a month. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I hope that's enjoyable. 
see what else can I talk about to film? Oh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom has been really cool. It's been really fun. I said I've been blasting through it, but not in the sense of like I just been doing like the main shit. I just been blasting through the open world. I I I just started giving a shit about the main quest and the main story. I just been exploring as much as I can, getting all the towers, completing the map, completing huh? the shrines. Oh, hey, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. God damn it! I was trying to fill in dead space since so I was just talking. <laughs> oh yeah, I was doing the same when you when you were in there, that shit. For me, the, the Wi-Fi didn't disconnect. It's just like my Wi-Fi just went to like fucking zero point zero zero one megabytes per second, and like it just oh. took a deep shit. So I was still able to hear you, but like I guess my audio was cutting out, or like my audio was gone. But like I was still able to hear you, and like that. So I heard what you were saying, and then when my Wi-Fi like went back up to, because I have like 500 uh, megabit speed, and it finally went back up, I'm like, okay, I think I can now talk. I, I've just been talking. <laughs> it fell out a bit, bit better. <laughs> it's the same thing I was fucking talking about. When I was taking my fucking piss, I hear the dog growling. Like, he's been doing that a lot, growling, fucking... Running around, like uh, growling, staring at empty, sp- empty space. God damn, scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> well, we we reached the one hour mark. I don't really. That's good enough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we can end it there. <laughs> I guess we're good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Dos Hermanos Podcast. Sorry about missing this Wednesday. I completely fucking forgot. <laughs> That's literally on me. <laughs> I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'll upload this either today or tomorrow. Which is, I mean, this, I'm just gonna have to cut out any dead air. So, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Later. Later.